Hello, everyone. This is Dovi Shapiro, and today I'll, I will be interviewing Rabbi Yehuda Weg, Shliach in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on the topic of moving our people forward. I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experiences and experiences and help Shluchim have more Hatzlacha in their Shluchas. Always a pleasure. I just want to also thank our sponsors. I would like to thank Klasman Jewelers, the Smetana Group, Gift Card Zen, and Ohana Pay, a credit card processing company, a fellow Shliach helping other Shluchim. Thank you for making the podcast available to all Shluchim. Let's get right to it. I think this is a very important topic, the, the topic of moving our people forward, um, not forgetting our, uh, our shluchas. In, uh, sometimes we can get comfortable with, uh, with, with just where we are and, and uh, where people are in our community. And also uh, we always tell people, uh, yeah, we're not here to push you. We accept everyone for the way they are. But we do have a shluchas, and, uh, and, and we want to uh, help you and do more mitzvahs. So it's a, fine, it's a fine balance. So I'd love to hear what you have to share on this topic. Please. I, I think um, just like in, in, in other situations, uh, for example, Berber uh, when you established Tamchatimim, created a whole set of contrasim, uh to address certain very specific issues, whether it's Kuntus HaTzilba, Kuntus HaVeda, Kuntus HaChayim, and so on. And uh, the Rebbe also, in his kindness, not only gave us a shlichus, but he also provided very often very specific uh, outlines uh, uh, in the Vedas, really, um, about how to accomplish that. A landmark sikha in the Geta Shlichas was a sikha that the Rebbe spoke, Chaya Sarem uh, Zayim. It's a Mugadika sikha, it's been reprinted numerous times. Again, it was a sikha to the Kinsla Shluchim, Tashim uh, Zayim, which was Tashim Chaya Sarem Tashim Zayim which immediately preceded our coming to Oklahoma. At that time, there was, there was sort of a shift. We were part of a group of shluchim that went to much smaller uh, communities than had previously gone. Um, and uh, this was and remains a tremendous gift that they gave us in terms of understanding uh, what it is that we need to do and how we need to do it. In that sikha, take a look. Uh, and I don't want to spend all that much time because you could, you could read the sikha yourself and you must, really must uh, read that sikha and, 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 and internalize it. Um, but the Rebbe, asked, the Rebbe asked what exactly is the definition of shlichah. It's a, it's, it's a pretty direct and, and broad question. The Rebbe asked what, what, what defines the uniqueness of shlichah today that there are many other afkanim uh, and, and so on. Uh, what, what, what makes what makes shlichas shlichas? Um, so besides the obvious that, that it's the Rebbe, um, the Rebbe gives a very interesting answer over here. The Rebbe says like this, that other Askanim are out to save Yiddishkeit and save the world. And therefore, that's the way they work. They're trying to accomplish something which is global or at least macro. The Rebbe said that our shlichas Rabbein gave us a shlichah to find an individual Jew and help him be mechazek himself in one specific mitzvah, a specific mitzvah. 
And then the Rebbe says that the result will be that it will have an effect on the other mitzvahs that he does, and he on the other individuals in his family, and that family on other families. And, and, and eventually began to shkuna, and then eventually began to shtat. And the Rebbe says, the Rebbe screamed the words. It's even in the Mugitika in, in bold letters, they have screamed out loud. I remember it very distinctly. But the whole world is made up of these individual dots. So eventually, it will affect the world in, in, in the biggest way. But the modus operandi is clearly to start with individuals. So when we meet people, we can be thinking about the mission. We can be thinking about the minion. We can be thinking about... Uh, the bigger picture, the objective clearly is to, is to recognize who this individual is and which mitzvah he's up to now or within the particular mitzvah where he could be upgraded. And that process is forever. Whenever you meet somebody and, and you make a connection with them, so your, your first question is, okay, so what, what's this person's next mitzvah? And you can help them that way. As soon as they've absorbed that, the question again is there. So, okay, so what's the next objective? Um, and each and every person that we know, that's part of, 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 of the way we work, is that they're an individual, and, uh, and we need to know what are they up to. So is this guy up to buying fill-in? Is he up to upgrading his fill-in? Um, is he ready to, to start putting on fill-in once a week, every day? Um, is he ready to learn one-on-one? You're ready to come to the shear, JLI. Uh, but it's not about JLI. It's not about the shear. It's about this guy. Um, you know, if he up to come to a minion, maybe once, once a month, once in six weeks, and so on. And, and we're, we need to forever ask ourselves that question about every person that we know, what is their next step? And it, 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 will, it will lend tremendous success to what you're doing. So that really is your status. What are some practical uh, ways that we can help people go from one mitzvah to another mitzvah? Like, h- how do you bring it up? The Rebbe gave us a list and called the mitzvahs. And, you know, those are, those are the mitzvahs that, that we should be focused on, you know, as a starting point. Of course, when a person reaches, you know, some other point, um, you know, that's outside of Mitzrayim. Of course, you're not going to not tell them about it, but here you have it. And, and again, it's, you know, um, so if a person not ready to keep kosher entirely, um, ask him, you know, when he, whenever he flies, well, they don't serve meals on airlines anymore, but I used to do that for a long time. I used to get people to order kosher meals on their airline, <laughs> you know, when, when they were flying. Um, you have to come up with, with ideas, but if you, if you know the person, you care about the person, you know what they're up to and what, what could be the next step. Um, so as you do have a Chabarov. Chabarov has a full list, um, and, 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 and you know, those are fine to use. I'm not trying to invent anything new. I'm just telling you that this is a, um, this is a method which, which you know, could be used. So just don't... There's only Chiddush, if I'm saying any at all, is that it's not about the method or about the Kula, it's about the individual. And you stay focused on that, you just help them move from step to step, um, and whatever. 
every time you meet somebody, whether it's every Shabbos or, uh, or, 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 or once or twice a year. The question is, okay, where can I, you know, what can I help them with now? And you, you'll figure out the answer because you know about the person and you care about the person. It won't be hard to figure that out. So some, sometimes you'll talk, uh, see someone every Shabbos and you'll eat Shabbos, you'll, you'll encourage them to take something, something new? No, not, uh, but, you know, the question is, is, is always somewhere on my mind. Um, and especially when, when one person, you know, in the show, again, you know, they upgrade their thrill in a sense. That's a great opportunity to help, you know, somebody else. Um, I have a few guys that I've learned with, and, and, and uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of learning Mishnayas. Um, I think it's an underused, underutilized tool, uh, is learning Mishnayas with people. It, it, it could have all of the excitement of Gemara, but you have a real sense of accomplishment. You finish a Mishnah or two Mishnayas each time you sit down. It's not like Gemara where you go on forever and ever. Um, and, and that necessarily comes to the bottom line. Um, so uh, we end up, we, we make fiyumim on a regular basis, because every time I finish a Masech to Mishnayas with a guy, we make a film. Well, that's the best tool to get other guys to do the same thing. Because when they see success and they see you know, how, how important it is and how beautiful it is that they bring their family and so on to a film, that won't be a big event. Be, you know, Sunday morning uh, after davening, uh, you know, we have uh, a little brunch, which I don't usually have Sunday morning, but it's, there's a film, so then usually, you know, the next Sunday we'll have something like that. And uh, every time one guy does one mitzvah, you know, try to think about who else in the group might be able to do the same. <coughs> there's another story, which is a different point, but it's somehow related to this, in terms of helping our people grow. I had a haver who you know, has been you know, in his place for, for decades. And he has Baruch Hashem a very successful show. He has well over 100 people. He lives in a larger city. He has well over 100 people that come every Shabbos uh, to his show. He called me once, uh, <laughs> and it was a, mem- a moment of tremendous uh, honesty on his part. Uh, but he, again, we, you know, if we're going to grow, we have to, we, we have to be intellectually honest with ourselves. He called me. He said that he, he doesn't understand why if Chavedim have Bali Tshuva, um, and even though he has such, such a successful shul and, and, and you know, constantly people coming and, and so on, he, he really doesn't have, in all of those years, decades, uh, he doesn't have any balichuva. He was wondering why. Um, so I asked him if he learned Kippur Shachanara with his people. And it turns out that he didn't. And again, it's not just an underutilized under, uh, tool, it's, it's mission critical to what we do um, and it, uh, of course, I wouldn't start with Hilchos Beis Akisei. You can learn Hilchos Erev Shabbos, Hilchos Hanukkah, Hilchos Purim. But we need to educate our uh, our Mekoravim that there is a Shulchan Aruch. And when you learn Kippur Shulchan Aruch, especially if you go through it, you know, as you need to in advance and, and sort of, you know, where to skip and where to just, you know, read through it and where to to stop. But they know that. Every mitzvah has rules and regulations. There is a shulchan aruch, a kippur shulchan aruch. Um, they will want to do it the right way. Uh, it's tremendously exciting to them, and it has a very positive 
real effect. If we don't teach our people that there's a Shulchan Aruch, the chances that they're going to become Shulchan Aruch Yidin is virtually nil. So um, you could use, uh, you know, use uh, Shulchan Aruch itself. Sometimes I, I, I'll, I'll take a, a chapter of, of Shulchan Aruch and sort of rewrite it myself. I'll type it out. But we learn halachas. And uh, even Friday night, when most shluchim, if they're going to, you know, I'm not talking about during the meal, but by davening. Um, I know, you know, when, when I was by a shluchim, mostly they learned a sikha at that time. I do, you know, I do chazer sikha on a kudah sikha um, by the meal. But by davening, uh, when, when the opportunity presents itself, we learn kitzah shachonarach. So if it's a couple of weeks before Hanukkah or a couple of weeks before Purim, I actually learn, you know, those parts in, in Kitzvah Shachonarach. Uh, and that is a tremendous, tremendous tool in, 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 in helping move people forward. Um, it's, it's but everyone, everyone, has a, everyone has a copy of it? And you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm big on text. And you together? Yeah, I'm big on text. Text really works. So you're saying yeah. they have they have they have English? Of course, yeah. I I don't I don't even read the Hebrew. It's not like I read the Hebrew and translate it to English. Hebrew doesn't exist, and that's true even when I'm learning so Spanish. So you're not. But going back to the topic of moving our people forward, have you seen that because you've done things like this, that you've helped people move forward consciously and teaching um, Kitzur Shulchan that it's helped people actually become Bali Chuva? Absolutely. Absolutely. Unequivocally. Um, I, I, you want to hear the horror story? You know, the, other, the other half of this? <laughs> okay. um, yeah, make it, uh, make it quick because then we'll wrap up with this. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and, and, and make it. It's actually part of a longer story. Okay. Shluchan that, that have been in the field for, for a significant amount of time um, will realize that there are people who get very involved, they start to learn, they start to do mitzvahs. But at some point, they have to make a decision. Are they going to become frum or not? They, those people reach, uh, reach a point where it's like either or, and it's a risky moment. It's not true about everybody, but it's, it's true about people that, 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 that take you seriously. And, and start getting involved in a serious way. And I've had many people today, Barsha, we have minyanim of people around the world that are from, uh, you know, Bali Shuva. Um, but we also have people that if they reach that point and they, they, they just were not ready to take the step forward, so they totally left the program. Almost entirely and, and most often entirely. I, I, they, they've seen the truth. And they can't keep looking the truth in the face and ignoring it. So either they become from or they opt out because these are not people that are just going to come to a, to, to a Hanukkah and to a Purim. They know more. They've seen, they, they've seen the truth and they can't face it because they're not ready to come from. And it's whatever. Every, I think every Shliach, somewhere in, in the 8 to 12 year uh, period, is going to run into some of those people and, um, and, and if you don't know what's going on, it could be really hurtful. But it has nothing to do with you. It's totally to do with them. 
but you will lose some people. You'll never see them again. But it's a chance that you must take very carefully, very carefully. Um, it's just mm-hmm. whatever. If, okay. if somebody's in that situation, you know, they can give me a call. I, I, I can expand on that, but it's not, it's not for this kind of forum. So coming, again, getting back to the topic of uh, moving our people forward, are there any last thoughts that you want to share? Again, the, 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 you know, the point that I made before, we have to know our people, we have to love them, we have to care about them, uh, and this is our shnichas, is you know, to bring them to Tere Mitzvah and Terebe, and uh, we can do that with great success, great success. Okay. Um, regarding moving people forward, and it relates also to, to, to Minyan and, and, and all kinds of other questions, I actually had uh, answers from the Rebbe. Uh, we were at a point, we were here for, for, for a few years, and uh, one particular time, three, three families uh, moved away. They became from, and they moved away, uh, you know, within short succession one of, a, of another. Um, and to us, obviously, that was a, a tremendous source of pride. Uh, these people all moved to, to much bigger and better communities, and they, they were involved uh, in Yiddishkeit in, 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 in in more uh, deeper ways uh, than during the time that they were here. Um, however, it created a lot of dissension within my second tier of, of, of people. Uh, the people who were not quite up at, at that level um, were, uh, were upset that here these were like you know, the most involved people, and I let them go. And they came to me with kindness that, you know, how can you let people go? You'll never be able to build anything up. And they said it to me so many times that I really, I, I wasn't sure. So I decided, okay, this is the Shala for the Rebbe. So um, I wrote into the Rebbe, and I, 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 I laid out the question very, very clearly. Um, you know, this was a story, uh, just a couple of lines. Uh, you know, these people moved away. Other people were complaining. Uh, and my question is, when people warm up in terms of Yiddishkeit, should I encourage them to leave and to move to, to, to where they could have better resources, or should I try and encourage them to stay because otherwise we'll never build anything over here and uh, it would be better to focus on, on building something here? The Rebbe answered, Nishkabu v'tach which totally threw me. I, I, you know, I asked a very specific question, should I do Aleph or should I do Beis? And the Rebbe answered, uh, again, such a uh, answer that I, I was having a very hard time figuring out what, what the Rebbe meant. And I called out the Shluchim, all the Shluchim, and asked them. They gave me different, uh, different interpretations. But what I came to realize eventually was that it was sort of a very foolish question because there's no one answer. It really it, it varies from person to person. And um, I, I, I don't want to take too much time with this, but I can tell you uh, two very clear examples, uh, one opposite the other, which would explain why Bidabba didn't give me a more definitive answer, because uh, what, what, what would have worked for one person would be the, the disaster for the other person. We had one family who had a, a kid who was in high school, uh, he was the only Jewish kid in a high school of about three and a half thousand kids. And uh, he was a handsome young man, and his father was terrified, you know, that he might come home with a shikta. Um, and these are people who, who came from, 
Um, and uh, he told me that by the time his kid graduates from high school, the day he graduates from high school, he doesn't care if he has to give his house away, he's going to leave immediately. And that's what he did. And Bashan today, that kid and all his siblings, today they're all very from people, um, uh, living in from communities, and curling the light, and, 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 and so on. Why? Because for him to stay another day would have been managed to come for this kid. On the other hand, we had another family who became from, they were very involved. And they asked another Shaila. The, uh, they had three options. One was to move to another state. Another was to stay here. Another was to move to Etisrael. And they never answered them. They should move Etisrael, but not yet. And they stayed five more years. During those five years, they became tremendously advanced in, in, in the Yiddish guy. Today, uh, whatever, in the Tamsil and Gatul, you know, Shetel, kids learn to talk to and the girls learn to Sifka, and it's so, it's, whatever. It's a, a very different family. Had they left right away at that point, I don't think they'd be anywhere where they are today. So there's no one particular answer. So when you're moving people forward, you also need to consider um, very much who the individual is, and, 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 and that was the answer that the Rebbe gave us, and Skalvatafi, Hebrahi, Safa, Lukhulit, that you just have to keep moving forward and adding. Uh, you have to know what's best for this person at this time. Um, and, and for example, the person who stayed five years, not only did, did they gain, but the community gained tremendously by having them here because this was a young, successful couple that everybody loved and respected, and they were 110% normal. And <laughs> they, you know, they were involved in business, and everybody saw you could be from and, 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 and still succeed in business and so on. It was, uh, they were tremendous assets in terms of, of Yiddishkeit uh, for the rest of the community also. Uh, had they left earlier, we would not have had that benefit. So it really does, you have to, you have to know. You can make sure that somebody else might be able to give you some oh, beautiful. Thank you, Rabbi Weg, for sharing with Shluchim about your Hatzlaka and unique approach to moving our people forward. We really appreciate your time. My pleasure. This is Bill V. Shapiro, and I would like to thank all the shluchim for giving me feedback and ideas. If you know any shluchim out there that can be interviewed on any specific topics, please let me know. I will call them, and it will be the next podcast. Make it a great week.